0: Hello and welcome to episode 132 of the Rollo and Slappy show. Today is February 18th, 2019. I am Rollo McFlugel and with me is Slappy Jones 2 and we're both from McFlugel.com. The show notes page for this episode will be McFlugel.com slash 132 where you should check out LibertyMugs.com where we sell Libertarian themed mugs and t-shirts. Uh, so go buy some, help us out. And uh, help yourself out, because uh, I think the mugs are pretty good. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Slappy, and he's going to talk about our episode topic.
1: Thanks, Rallo. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Today we're going to talk about why conservatives are pretty much just as socialists as the Democrats or the Republicans or whoever. Um, We want to touch on I we'll follow up on a story. I think we talked about it on the podcast a year ago about that girl on the Wildwood Beach. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty sure we had an episode on that. Uh, She was a 20-year-old girl with her daughter. Uh, Police ended up, long story short, police tackle her, beat her up, arrest her, and she didn't have any open alcohol. And that was the reason for the search, but she just kind of refused it. Well, she pled guilty to some things recently to put this behind her. So we'll get into that a little bit. But first, um. So you think you think conservatives are socialists? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so they, what my guess is that whatever you're going to say, is their response will be that's not real conservatism.
0: <laughs> exactly, or you know, it's it's funny because that is the meme that a lot of us use against the left when they're trying to implement socialism, and you bring up all of the horrible atrocities that socialists have committed over the years and communists have committed over the years. And they say, well, that's not real socialism. And then when you kind of do the same thing with conservatives who have their own uh, kind of pet socialist problems, namely police, courts, military, uh, any government program that they want. Walls. Yeah, walls. Uh, I think most of them don't really mind Social Security or at least the boomers don't because they're all... They certainly don't.
1: <laughs> yeah. They whine about that big time. It's right. not an entitlement program.
0: Ha- or the, or the uh, hands off my Medicaid. Get the government's hands off my you Medicaid. Yeah. Or Medicare. I guess that's Medicare, not Medicare. Yeah, Medi-
1: Medicaid's for the... You, you have to have like no assets. Right.
0: So, kind of ironic, isn't it? Mm. That they, They'll don't say, oh, me. that's not real social. You know, mocking the mocking the lefties for for doing the not real socialism thing where that's exactly what they're doing with their programs so uh, it's uh, not that i not that i really want to do a uh, well you're being a you know it it doesn't have to rely on on leftists for being hypocrites about socialism and it shouldn't rely on that for for this criticism to hold. But if you're going to really talk about how awful socialism is, then, you know, maybe don't don't approve of it yourself. For
1: so all the policies that you like.
0: Right. So the big one, the big thing, the big socialist project that was coming in over the last few years that these conservatives love to rail against was Obamacare, uh, especially oh. single payer. Yeah, and it was all the uh, oh, it's a socialized medicine. If we do this and blah blah blah, yeah, and I agree. Um, although what ended up happening was it wasn't quite socialized. We, Obamacare isn't socialized medicine. If we want to get uh, really into specifics, cool. yeah, and I think I don't know if we want to bring this up now or talk about later but let's
1: get into it but first i want to make one quick point as i was browsing around on twitter i don't know who said it it could have been some clown with two followers i don't know but um they were they were replying to a thread on uh trump using emergency funds to build a wall and he said something like um remember how we didn't get to choose about obamacare how do you like not choosing about a wall or something like that which is basically saying Admitting that, yeah, we're doing this – same. You know, we call, we call your Obamacare socialism, but we're going to do the same thing with this emergency funds on the wall. Thought it was pretty ironic, pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I wonder what would happen if you if you question him on that and said like, oh, so now now you're a socialist? Yeah, yeah I of course ignored it and
1: just yeah went on, but uh, I did think it was funny that that someone would. Who probably, based on the tweet, route against Obamacare when it came and how it was unfair and how it was passed on a however it was passed reconciliation and you know, but then when when Trump does it, it's a good thing. Yeah. So
0: anyway. So yeah, this technicality because I think it's good to talk about because I think a lot of people uh, aren't too careful when they talk about these terms and, they, and maybe it should be i don't think it's the end of the world but it helps uh it helps clarify things especially when this other term gets that's thrown around all the time and that term is uh fascism fascism versus socialism because now it is it is extremely vogue and it was vogue about a hundred years ago may I, I guess a less than a hundred years ago to throw around the term uh, fascist. Fascist.
1: Yeah. Without, without, really and right.
0: even, even back then, people didn't even understand what it meant. It's kind of funny. I was talking to someone one time, and uh, he, and he's, he's a smart guy, and he made a comment about something, something about fascism got brought up. And he, he laughingly said, like, are you kidding me? Of course, this is, fascism is the suppression of free speech. And I was like, in my, I didn't say anything, but in my head, I'm like, that's not what fascism is at all. But he said it like so confidently, like it was the uh, very common knowledge that fascism is just suppression of free speech.
1: I wonder why he thinks that or says that.
0: A lot of people do, though.
1: Yeah. And, well, Have you noticed why, that? Um, I mean, it's not till right now. Uh, right. It, you know, and I'm thinking like, why, why is that where they go?
0: I don't know. It's it's because they don't know – they don't act – I, I guess they would say
1: like book-burning maybe or – Yeah, I guess
0: beca- because there's been el- – I mean there's elements of that. Of course. And fascism that you can't – be
1: totalitarian – Right, right. Authoritarian government. But, but I'm it, just trying to think like what what would it be? Because if you think fascism, most people think Nazis and probably the Holocaust. Right. Um, seems a little deeper than free speech.
0: Yeah, and you know, yeah, you yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's, it's interesting that Didn't fascism, you... not interesting, because I'm not. Uh, I mean, they um, usually I'm, don't talk
1: about the Italians,
0: right? Right, and that's kind of where a lot of it got started. They don't talk about the U.S. or Great Britain either in the Western no. countries because that's the uh, I, 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 road to serfdom was really the the kind of the red pill for me reading that book. And that was about, it was Frederick Hayek wrote that right after world war II? So say right in the
1: late forties.
0: Yeah. And the point of that book was to say, look, look of what we just, all of the, the horribleness that Germany and Russia with fascism and socialism that they just used all of that whole disaster that happened, and everyone's saying how awful fascism and socialism is, but now Western countries are implementing the same policies, and it's like, man, you're you're on a road to serfdom if, right. if you do it that if way. If you're a right
1: on the road to serfdom.
0: Yeah. Um, so it's interesting, like you said, that no one brings up Italy when it comes to fascism fascism it's because it, it, it's a shame not a shame but fascism they don't get the is
1: credit they deserve
0: yeah yeah cuz everyone associates fascism with the nazis and that means that you're uh putting jews into concentration camps and and wearing uh you know the the shoulder the armbands, the right and the all sw- oh, the whole nine yards with that where I think when you – you have to take a step back and look at look at how things were starting in that country. And I think we mentioned it before, but Gunter Reimann's book, The Vampire Economy, talks about uh, what it was like doing business in Nazi Germany, in fascist mm-hmm. Nazi Germany. And this was in the 1930s and already – I believe it was written in thirty nine. Yeah. Right
1: – I think it was published right after the war started.
0: Yeah, the foreword was uh, I think September 1939. Yeah. And he was already saying how much of a disaster the German economy right.
1: was. Right. So this was written before the war started.
0: Right. So, um, so yeah, let's let's go ahead and define what fascism and socialism yeah. are. Do you want to take it? I mean, I think we both uh, yeah, agree, but... Go for it. Uh, fascism, it, well, let, let me do socialism first, since that's a little bit easier. Socialism is the central ownership of the means of production
1: means of production being
0: capital um basically factories and
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: Yeah. and and whereas capitalism is the private ownership of the means means of production of capital and everything so what is fascism fascism is the well definitionally it's the private ownership but central uh control control yep Of the means of production, which that sounds kind of weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: But that's what it's, it's because in Germany and this is where like all the, you know, the corporatism comes in uh, and in Italy too, whereas you had a lot of, uh, well, especially in Italy with the syndicalism, you had a lot of the businesses getting together and forming these, uh, uh, Almost like trade groups, where they determined the uh, the regulation of their industries. But these uh, these trade groups were were the government. Um, so you had this uh, this centralized regulation of private private industry. Uh, it's the Germans did a little bit differently. Uh, it was it was much more of a top down approach, but it's it's functionally the same thing uh and we look at most mixed economies now especially the united states economy where, where, where it's funny we call it a mixed, we have a we have a different term for it now right we call it a mixed economy and i even said it but really it's fascism right because we have the government is regulating everything i mean you can
1: go into business but you need permission
0: right and you have to follow all these certain rules and uh, and everything that and the government
1: will they lock you up
0: <laughs> right now it may not be as dramatic as as like the really
1: twenties, thirties Germany.
0: Right, because they were really, really a command economy. Like right. everything you did, you had to get permission to do it. But I mean it's it's the same mechanisms are, are still right. in place. Um, so back to the 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 definition of fascism, the central ownership but private or no, sorry. Private ownership, private
1: ownership central control. control
0: of the means of production. That sounds pretty weird, doesn't it? Like it doesn't sound like that that can really, work very well.
1: It also it, doesn't sound like a huge distinction between socialism. Right.
0: Yeah. How do you like – how do you square that up? If I don't are, – are we really saying that a, a private entity is owns his property or his capital if someone else – Right. If someone else is controlling it, what he does with it, it sounded like the government's kind of claiming ownership of it or right. control. If, if they're claiming control of it, which means that it's subject to the state saying, well, you're not doing us the way we want it, so we're going to seize it. Like who's ultimately claiming the ownership of it? The state. So – and uh, Vampire Economy by Gunter Ryman, that's one of the big points he makes because – which just a
1: side note that was an awesome book to read if you don't oh, know much about um Nazi Germany uh outside of World War II it's a really good book it's easy to read and it's just um gives you a good feel for what it was like doing business in the uh, 1930s
0: yeah uh, let me second that that is that is an a really incredible book another good book about this time period or a little bit later um was uh i think we mentioned it too as we go marching by john mm-hmm. t flynn and that's about nazi germany uh italy and the united states and the fascism uh in each of those countries very very interesting that's that's a little bit harder of a read but uh it's it's definitely worth the the time and the effort um oh but uh the point that that ryman makes in vampire economy is that as, as fascism continues to function as you keep going down this fascist economy, you know, it's not a good system. We all talk about uh, central, the issues of central planning and that they don't have the price system to have uh, resources be directed adequately or, or efficiently and, and produce, uh, produce good results so the reaction of a uh, more strongly fascistic government like you would have in nazi germany is not to relinquish power or control over the capital uh it's to as as things fail they they blame the private actors and just take more and more control so eventually they just expropriate everything and now the state just outright owns everything right and now it now it's indistinguishable from a socialist uh economy and that's why i mean it's they they call themselves the national nazis they call themselves the national socialist party and people say well it's not social there's all these arguments over over whether or not they were socialists or not but they they pretty much were especially as, as time wore on um and and we see the same things with the united states uh take education as an example uh does the government ever say hey we've done a really 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 bad job with education so you know what we're going to release some control over the education system and turn it back over to private hands a little bit no they just they always say we need more money we need more resources we need more control over it uh so it's it's not as it's not as drastic <laughs> as, as Nazi Germany but hey man it's a pretty good foil for it don't you think? Absolutely. Um so we can tie this even back into Obamacare because we don't have an out, I mentioned that uh back a little bit ago. We don't have an outright uh outright socialist uh healthcare system right now, right? Even though, isn't that what the goal was, slappy, with Obamacare single what he payer? said.
1: Right. You're talking to a union or something that was recorded and released.
0: It was something like that. But so I mean, this sing- was like
1: the a first step. It was a stepping stone toward a single payer.
0: Right. But uh, I mean, it's not by accident that uh, how it was written, not getting the single payer in there. Um, we certainly can't say that Ob- Obama- So Obamacare, we can agree it's not. Outright socialism, and it's absolutely not capitalism. But what did we say about the uh, Italian form of fascism a little bit before? It was uh, the um the industry leaders kind of getting together and coming up mm-hmm. with rules. Well, who do you think wrote Obamacare? Yeah, <laughs> it was the health insurance companies. So, um, and and it was legislated uh, via the government and the government ultimately uh, has control and power over it. So it's really kind of a – it's pretty short-sighted on on insurance companies uh, in my view to do that because they're just going to – you might get some short-term gains out of it, but –
1: Well, I think you'd have to – I think they're kind of – I don't know. Um, It's almost like something's going in. You can either write it or you can be stuck with it.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, it's a little bit unfair. I mean their hands are kind
1: of tied because if you listen to any of them talk – now, you never know what to believe either. But this certainly isn't good for a lot of them. A lot of them are pulling out of the markets for Obamacare where they can. So it's not that this was a huge boon for them, although on the surface you'd think it would be.
0: Well, I mean it – yeah part of it part of it was made sure that they had the uh, and this was the big thing about uh, whether or not the Supreme Court was going to strike it down whether or not that was a uh, the penalty for not buying health insurance right. they they said it was well uh, oh, actually it's a tax, so this is now constitutional even though it's very clearly a penalty and I mean he went around campaigning for it
1: saying this is not a tax
0: right, right.
1: So John Roberts decided it was.
0: Yeah. But um whatever. Yeah. But there's uh it just It just shows the the benefit that they can glean from it. Uh that would be
1: Yeah, and they're right. I mean I'm not trying to downplay any of that. They're right there with government, they're buddies, they're
0: No, I think it's I think it's an important point to bring up because I think we we tend to be a little bit uh, too quick to just assign uh, outright evil intentions a lot of times. Yeah. Well, and, Gun- and not and not to, to say that in his book, who did Gunter Riemann?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's like you're you're a businessman, and you're trying to do business. Now the Nazis come in, and he would say like you had to hire someone to be your liaison to the government, someone in the party, otherwise you're not getting anything. Right, you're not going to be able to continue to do business. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know their hands get tied by government action, and you know you have a decision to make: do I go out of business or do I play? Right.
0: Yeah, and and we were talking about this in our little like quick hit stuff, and I think we I don't know if we brought it up in the last when we had CryptoCon uh, Guy Swan last week, but how my my view on Twitter very much changed. Because of the way uh, Jack was talking about yes, Bitcoin, where we did where kind
1: of mention this, I believe
0: it's that you know everyone's been dumping on Twitter and Jack for all the the problems associated with the website. But I mean, ha- what are you going to do? Say no to the government, and they're going to just you know throw just you in a cage, down. shut your shut your company down, take your um, yeah. Not not that that absolves. Uh, playing all ball with the government but it's just a little bit more complicated than it's not as
1: simple as just ripping everyone Right. All the time
0: so you know you can you can have your opinions on on the policies of twitter but if they're going yeah. <laughs> at the same time they're implementing uh government hard yeah uh money or what we hope to be money in there i mean that's way more good than than any sort of bad than blocking and
1: certain people and
0: yeah, like who cares if they if they block a few people, even if they're uh, if they're big even names if they shouldn't
1: and, be, and even if it's a, right. like a problem, even if it's something I'd be against,
0: right? Not who cares, but it's it's small potatoes compared to what they're helping to uh, bring about in the world, right? Out, yeah. Um. So yeah, it's uh, man, we got off the kind of the subject of totally. <laughs> of what we we're originally talking about, but um, let's bring it back. Where were we? Yeah. I was even talking about off the subject from where we originally were originally, and, and saying that, that conservatives are are actually socialists, but yes. they're also they're also fascists too. Is what I guess the yeah. point is, yeah. But but okay, so that's that's where we can tie it back in. So a lot of this stuff, a lot of the stuff that the government does, and and both the left and the right, conservatives and Democrats, or uh, uh, Republicans and Democrats, they favor a lot of government intervention. We could say that they're not only both socialists for what they favor, but they're also fascists for favoring they're they're socialists for favoring that the government just outright performs certain uh market functions hmm. in the economy. Like
1: uh, uh Yeah. And I, I don't want to take it well, let's continue. I'm not gonna take us off the rails again.
0: Uh yeah, they're outright socialists for favoring like, you know, full government takeover of the healthcare industry for people on the left and for people on the right, you know, the military and police having the government. I mean, you you, you question these people, and because they're always talking about how they're against socialism, and you say, well, okay, well, what about the police? Well, we need, well, we, yeah, oh, we need the government. Blah blah blah. It's okay, okay, but government's functions should be law and order and courts. Yeah. Okay. So it makes you're, it
1: not socialist.
0: <laughs> so you're gonna like, what is socialism? But the government takes money from people and they are the ones that bring using that money they bring something to market you know quote-unquote market like how is how is the government taking your money in order to give you police services functionally different from the government taking your market to give you healthcare services right and um minarchists who also believe in in some socialism uh when they talk about uh police courts and everything although they're they're normally not as uh not as bad as conservatives are with how emotional they get but they say that well it's different these markets are different such that for security it, it you can't have a normal free market doing it and so you ask them well what's the difference like what what's what's the What economic law is wrong or what economic law does not apply to these uh, security services that makes it such that the government needs to socialize it? And they, of course, have no answer uh, or no good answer.
1: I think it's more – yeah, I think it's more likely that they just don't think about it. I mean I never used to. I used to think it was the only possible way to have security was with the government. Yeah. This was a long time ago, but –
0: it's, it's not, I don't know if it's not that they think about it, but they've, it's their, their evidence is, they're, they're not forming, coming to the conclusions well. With this case, they're, because it's, it's really obvious with minarchists, because minarchists should or tend to have better understandings of, of how awful government is and how markets work and, and have a, should have a decent understanding of economics. Mm -hmm. that they can arrive at all these other conclusions that the free market is, is more moral and has much better results. But for police courts and military, well, no, we can't have it. And it's, and it's not because that they've analyzed the information, applied uh, certain axioms and principles and, and laws to it and arrived at a conclusion is that they're, they've arrived at their conclusion that they believe that government is necessary and it shall, it needs to perform certain functions. And then they develop evidence to prove their conclusion so that they have it backwards. And that's how they, they rationalize it. Right. Um, and I think it's the same, it's, it's everyone's kind of the same way, unless you're, you know, really drinking the, the Marxist Kool-Aid or something and actually go through that, to. To explain why socialism you feel is better than than free markets and capitalism, but um, yeah, let's let's bring up a, a good example. Let's bring back the uh, Emily Weinman. Is that was that was her Amy, name? Amy Emily Emily, I, guess, I think. Yeah, yeah. I
1: think you're probably right. I don't have I uh, I don't have it up.
0: Yeah, so let's let's you kind of recap that story, but let's let's give a little bit of a recap of, of of exactly what happened.
1: Yeah, doing this off of memory. She was sitting on the beach um, with her daughter, who was only a year or two old, maybe younger. Um, she's twenty years old, and the Wildwood cops do this. They go around the beach and check IDs and see if you're drinking alcohol. Um, I don't know if the rule has changed since this incident or not, but I know it. I, I you, you, uh, you go to
0: Wildwood, don't you? Have you seen these guys out? Wildwood Crest. Oh. Excuse me. It's it's south of it's it's south of Wildwood. It's different. I mean, I said not that it matters to anyone, but but Wildwood Crest is uh, much more of a family town, and it doesn't have like all the. Is it a dry
1: town? Yes. Yeah.
0: And you're not supposed to have alcohol on the beach, but everyone does, and as long as you're not carrying on, like no one there's never a problem. I mean there's there's the police go up and down the beach. I've never seen the police there give anyone a problem cuz it's a, it's a different demographic. It's it's more of a family crowd. Wildwood it's it's a little bit more of a bar scene yeah, and yeah, senior week kind of thing. Yeah. But still it's still a lot of families there, but it's it's more like kids in their late teens, early 20s get a house right together. Um more of a sea aisle kind of scene, I guess.
1: So anyway, she's on the beach. Um, she had a cooler, which maybe there was twisted tea or something, but it was all unopened. Yeah, and she was saying it was her aunt's. So she said it was her aunt's, and she was waiting for her aunt, and the cops come, and she said she's going to call her aunt, so she see her on the phone talking to someone. Well, the cops weren't having it. Um, I uh, what, what did they – I know the the cops went to her and she got upset about it.
0: Well, they were they were claiming that uh, they're giving her a hard time, accusing her of of drinking alcohol, and she was like, "No." And they gave her they they went to give her
1: a breathalyzer, and she refused.
0: No, she did. She gave it. She did.
1: You're right. You're right. She did.
0: And then I think they wanted to do it again or something. I think she did it twice. We had it's on video. You can see her doing this. And then they, I forget what it was, but they just kept doing more. And, and they, and she was at this point, after you get breathalyzed twice or even once, she was starting to get annoyed and started, you know, giving a little bit of lip back. Nothing really that
1: bad. No. I mean, these were two, like, meathead cops.
0: Right. And it got to the point where I've, I guess they just started jabbing verbally back and forth and, um, now, man, now I can't remember how it escalated. I don't to, remember how it escalated
1: mile. either, but it ended up with the the cops tackling this twenty year old mother.
0: After after she, they said, uh, "You're about to get dropped."
1: They, she, you can hear that clear as day on the video. They tackle her, they punch her, yeah, um, and take her in. Uh, the sad part of this, which if we want to skip to the end, is just this week. I saw in Philly.com that she pled guilt. Most of the charges got dropped. Well which, yeah, she got charged with like Which is funny that most of them got dropped. She did nothing but sit on the beach.
0: Yeah, her big one of her big things and the just somehow it's just, the cop justified her him punching her in the head while they had her pinned to the ground was She's in she, a bikini.
1: She doesn't have a weapon. Yeah.
0: She's was yeah. apparently she spat on him. Right. So that's assault. An and uh, that yeah, that charge got dropped.
1: So that got dropped how many charges does she have i thought there was like five charges
0: i don't i out. don't know exactly but they like everything else they piled on charges yeah of
1: course um right
0: because there's like two cops involved so it's
1: two counts of this um but whatever she pled guilty to maybe disorderly conduct i can't remember what it was
0: yes it was uh, i think i th- I think no jail time. It was uh, yeah, it was like a year of probation, Probation, and she's 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 not allowed. Yeah, she's banned from Hollywood's beach for a year, which is interesting that they can you can ban someone from a public place like that. But uh, yeah, the disorderly conduct was was that she was uh, she was cursing in public.
1: I think there is going to be a civil case. Or hopefully there is. And I, yeah, I think, she's,
0: I think she's. I think her lawyer. She and her lawyer are uh, are trying to pursue that. But, but it's funny that I mean, well, if you're, right. this is why we wanted to tie this in because all the conservatives who say that you know you get your day in court and you know blah 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 and the police and the courts are there, and that's that's where justice is and they're the good guys. Okay, and and even if the police did the wrong thing, you'll have your day in court and and we can look at this video. I don't think there's anyone that can look at this video and say that the police were anywhere close to being anything but completely wrong, that they were the criminals in this situation. But what happens when you have your day in court, that the judge, in his infinite wisdom, still charges her with the crime of cursing? At someone who
1: approached her
0: not just approached her but was violently assaulting her right and so she was charged with
1: um i I have it up now these charges were dropped aggravated assault of a police officer resisting arrest throwing bodily fluids and obstruction so she's risking resisting arrest of what crime yeah (laughs) right like they just say they're going to arrest you you resist well now it's resisting arrest um aggravated assault of a police officer well they were the ones who came to her
0: well i mean her she did get put her head in the way it made of the fist. violent contact with their fist with the fist, yeah. yeah he
1: was moving his fist and she put her face in front of it um throwing bodily fluids i guess that's when that that was it right so, yeah, that she was a spit. Spit, yeah apparently i don't know obstruct obstruction of what i don't know she did the breathalyzer. I, I guess it moved on to the. Next I, I don't thing. know. Cops probably don't. I mean, who knows what they think? I don't want to pretend to know what they think, but
0: I don't think they think at all.
1: What? Right. But if you're gonna go do your thing, you know, get your breathalyzer, it comes out at zero. Um, and instead of just walking away, like you should be, you should be a professional. You should be trained. You should know how to handle. If you're gonna go harass people all day, you're probably gonna get some pushback. Right. Um, like you should know how to handle it (laughs) i don't know uh but uh i don't know what so i don't know what the obstruction was
0: i guess that if she was i don't know i I mean there's more in the
1: case that we don't know like you have to look at the court files i'm sure there's something but it just seems so this this case was absurd Um, right that didn't have to happen it was all brought on by the police and of course they're not charged with anything
0: right but but the the point I want to make here is for the people, and unfortunately, I don't think any of these people are going to be listening to our podcast. right not. But, but I have
1: had conversations with people right. about this case, and I could not believe they were defending the cops.
0: But for the people that want to say that the government is a is a good uh, institution to run the police and the courts is like, all right, well, we've got layers of 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 this that make sure if. Something goes wrong here that you, it gets settled. In the next thing, so all right, if the cop's a bad app, uh, bad apple, you know, you can have your day in court, and they'll get settled out. I don't think anyone in the system or even in the general public would bat an eye at what came of this. Is it? Oh well, she was still charged. She was charged with disorderly conduct. Well, you know, yeah, she committed that crime. That that makes sense. Like I don't, I, I can't imagine that the judge batting an eye about about charging her with this crime. But if you look at it with any sort of common sense, it's absolutely ridiculous that if you had a judge that had any sort of uh, uh, of uh, integrity, that after all this other bull crap that happened, that you say, oh, wait, you're going to charge her with cursing? After what I just saw you people did to her? No, that's insane. I would have done the same thing. Charges are dropped. Now let's talk about charging you with with uh, yeah. assaulting this girl. Like I don't know how you can you can you can look at this case and say like, oh yeah, the the, the court system, the justice system worked here.
1: Um, yeah, and but it it shows exactly what you're saying. They overcharge her with all these crimes. There's probably minimum sentencing guidelines for each one, and you know the DA goes to her attorney and says, look, you're facing five to 10 years in prison for this when she did nothing, nothing at all. There was no crime here. Um, and so it's like, well, you know, by the letter of the law, it says you resisted arrest. Is a judge going to find you guilty of resisting arrest? You resisted arrest, you know? So of course she's going to plead guilty to get them thrown out. Now right. it's on a record forever. She's a criminal. Um, and uh, she's on probation for a year and, not allowed to go on vacation to wildwood. But that's how the system always operates. They overcharge the hell out of you and get you to plead guilty. It's something like I, – I was reading this recently. Over 90% of federal criminal cases are, are – there's plea
0: agreements, plea deals
1: because they don't yeah. want it to go to court.
0: No, because I mean another another popular case among libertarians is the Ross Solberg case, and they do the same thing. They pile it on, all sorts of stuff.
1: He decided to fight it.
0: Uh, yeah. And it,
1: and it becomes it's too, and that, so then it's like, you know, and that, that's another thing. Uh, if you don't take the plea and then you're guilty, they really, they really attack you.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and then, man, this, this case in Houston with the no knock raid, and how it's just, it's just as more and more and more information comes out about it. It's, it's looking worse and worse and worse. Is that like everything was made up. And we'll see it's what happens. all lies. I
1: mean that, that one is egregious, and uh, I'm sure it happens more often than people think. But
0: Yeah, we can't – like it, it's – it's. I, as more and more problems come out, more and more things get revealed with how corrupt the police and the courts are. I mean you can't sit there and say, oh, these are all isolated incidents, incidences, especially – when you have the system that's in place that there's no good way to have a check and balance with it. And which is why when you talk to these people that say that they favor free markets and capitalism, you really have to drill them on, well, who's the, uh, you know, who's watching the watchers? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: How are you, you know, you want uh, a free market in healthcare so that you can have some competition. So that if you, if you as the consumer don't like the product that you're getting, uh, there's someone else that you can go to. That, um, or if, if even if there's a single uh, supplier in the market for a good or service, and they have a monopoly, that they still have to treat your uh, their customers well. Because if they start treating them poorly, or start charging too much, or, or, or whatever it is, they the, the customers don't like the service or the product they're getting. Well, then that incentivizes maybe not even a not even a competitor, but an alternative service, or them just saying, you know what, it's not worth the price or the hassle anymore. I'm just going to out just not use this anymore.
1: Right.
0: Um, so how does that happen with the government? Oh, you're, we're going to have an election every couple of years. Okay. I mean that's that's no way to hold anyone accountable. Especially when we, when we don't really see any appreciable change in these sort of sorts of things uh when you get different people in office. Yeah,
1: give a, give give that cop a break. He's just doing his job. He's just yeah. doing, trying to go to work. Just yeah, do his just, job. Exactly. He doesn't need to be harassed by some girl.
0: No. So it's uh ugh frustrating yeah so um yeah we kind of our main thesis was we we went all over the place but just as scott horton says you know get the drill the 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 leftists on on their the left right and do the same thing with conservatives i mean point to conservatives that they're supporting socialism with the things that they like you know, call call a spade a spade, or if it's not, call it fascism. If yeah. if they're if they're supporting fascism, um, and keep definitions um, simple so that you can't they can't <laughs> squirm out of it.
1: I was gonna say also, there's a way to approach it too, um, because everyone's tired of being called a fascist. So, yeah, that's where you got to be. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna give someone advice, but yeah, I think you and I both do it pretty good, pretty well. Uh, just asking questions, getting them to well, break themselves in a the corner and say that eh, sounds a little bit like well, fascism. Huh? Well
0: that's that's the thing too. You don't wanna like if you if you actually if you actually want to have a conversation with someone and try to convince them, then you're not gonna be the name
1: calling doesn't help.
0: Well, yeah, don't like shout them down like uh think- a, an angry SJW brigade would be. Right. It's you calmly say, Well, do you understand what like okay well what's fascism and explain what fascism is and then say well doesn't this look want, like, like why fascism, fascism too mad, right right
1: like, like, so yeah okay he's so, so we agree this is fascism we agree fascism is fascism is not a good thing so what about this over here right you know?
0: and the best way to do it or maybe I don't know. Or, or a good way to do it, and I've had success. I think a lot of people have had success. Is 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 don't lecture them on it, but help lead them mm-hmm. to come to that conclusion themselves. To say like, oh, actually, this thing, this is actually socialism. That's uh, it's it's a lot more rewarding to figure out a problem on your own, or not on your own, but for. For, well, for you yeah, to come to the conclusion?
1: You have to come to that conclusion.
0: Right. As opposed to someone saying, this is what it is, blah, 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 blah. Uh, maybe there's a time and a place for that. but uh, Sure. But I think we get a, I think a lot of us maybe spend a little bit too much time on Twitter and with that impersonal... uh
1: hundred whatever characters you have.
0: Right. And you're not actually sitting face face-to-face with someone and talking to them it's just you know across a couple computer screens and an internet connection it's a lot easier to be aggressive and nasty and say oh look look at how stupid this person is where you know
1: laugh at this guy yeah probably doesn't convince them.
0: no it doesn't
1: anyway you got a free market story
0: sure yeah um my uh last week my oven stopped working or at least the, the controls for it. Got to put more wood in it. Yeah, oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, what I tried to do is I, I stole some parts from uh, the spare tractor I have and put them in there. <laughs> what did that go? Well, it didn't quite do the trick, so I went mm-hmm. online and uh, I found the model number on the tag for the oven and punched it in on the Internet, and it came up with uh, – the GE website with uh, identifying all the spare parts. And so uh, first I went on Amazon's normally the, the quickest and go to, yeah, way to get, to get everything. And they did have the parts that I, I wanted to get, but they seemed kind of expensive. And so I went to, uh, and also they, they weren't, uh, weren't available for prime. Uh, so the shipping was going to take a while so i i you know went on google and and did a search and and found other places that were selling it for cheaper uh but they uh they charge were charging a lot for shipping but the shipping was quicker and so uh i spent a little bit more money to uh get it make sure it was uh shipped more quickly to me which uh why is that a free market success story well I was willing to. Uh, the quickness of the delivery uh, was more valuable to me than the extra dollars. That difference in, in the amount of money uh, that I would uh, have bought it if I used Amazon. So it was it was nice to have that option, yeah. you know, uh, because. You know, even a, twenty bucks. Let's say I, I don't even know what the difference in cost was, but I think it actually came out about even with what I would have spent on Amazon versus what I what I spent on. Uh, actually, uh, so okay, so I—I I changed the parts, and it's the problem still isn't fixed. So I—I'm not good with electrical stuff. So I was kind of just electricity. Yeah, I was just kind of hoping what, what, with uh, the parts I got. So it's something different. I think it's one of the uh it might be one of the the ribbon wire ribbons mm. that's bad so uh I went online again and and actually bought this direct from uh the GE parts site and uh they offered free shipping I think but it was going to take like a week so I spent the uh I think it was like 20 bucks to get one day shipping and uh got it yeah I mean, it, it was worth it to me to to spend that extra money. So it's expensive, but you know, in the long run, if I look at it from a year from now, the twenty bucks doesn't really matter. But right now, uh, hopefully, fixing the problem in my oven, I am. I would gladly exchange twenty dollars for a week of uh, being able to have my oven back a week sooner so i think it's a great trade for myself yeah so you know people people will uh the initial reaction might be man 20 20 bucks is really expensive for this little tiny part that weighs basically nothing but uh <laughs> you know what there's the fact that they have it priced that way and available means that i'm not the only one that has done that right oh that's not all that well you know what prove me wrong prove this or prove it correct and prove me wrong. Or what am I trying to say? So we have a mug at Liberty that on the side of the mug, it says this mug costs $100 and it, it actually does cost $100. Yeah.
1: And no um, discount codes are available for that. Dro- uh, that
0: Right. Because we don't want, we don't want anyone to uh, be liars and we don't want to help them be liars. Right. So, uh, you know it's like i said it's it's priced that that product is up there and it's priced that way because people are buying it so you know you have to you have to prove that correct
1: and i all of for, austrian for shipping e- on it too
0: yeah that's true all of if someone doesn't go buy that mug this makes all of austrian economics wrong so if someone does not go out and buy the, the this mug costs 100 dollars the Keynesians win that's how important this is. If someone goes out and does this, so I mean, Slappy, you're you're. No one's stopping you from doing this.
1: Um, someone might be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> That's probably true.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'd be able to uh, pull that one off, but uh, but someone else there who's single, maybe doesn't have any children.
0: Well, I, I've got a cat, so. True. All right. Uh, show notes page for this episode <laughs> is <laughs> McFlugel.com slash uh, 132. You'll be able to find that link to LibertyMugs.com. And so go there and, and just type uh, this mug costs $100 or I think it's in the weird category. Uh, it should be it should in be the, the normal. Uh, yeah. It should be in the you're awesome if you buy this yeah, you're category. You're your co yeah, I mean, who's gonna? Who actually? You'd probably be the only person that you know that has a mug that cost that okay. actually costs you a hundred dollars, worth a hundred dollars, right? And it's not gonna be more than a hundred dollars. It's not gonna be less either, right? Because I don't charge taxes at Liberty Mugs, so <laughs> keep that on the on, on the on the down low. So I'm pretty sure that your bill will be exactly $100. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I expect by the time we we release this episode, we're going to have like
1: several orders.
0: Yeah, several dozen. Yeah. So, uh, you know, prove me right. And uh, go buy that mug. All right. Do we have anything else to say? No, I got nothing. Oh, uh, if if you're such a jerk and uh, stupid head that you're not going to buy the hundred dollar mug, why don't you go on Stitcher or iTunes and and leave us a review? Yeah, give us a rating yeah. and leave us a review. It, it'll help us uh, have this podcast get a little more reach.
1: Yeah, five stars only.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. All right we'll uh, you. Yeah. Oh, thanks. We got, to, we got a guest next week. Uh yeah, we should uh it'll, it'll be a good one yeah all right cool all right thanks for listening we'll catch you next week peace